You're listening to The Portable Foodie. My name is Paris, from The Portable Foodie. Food is central to my life. Eating, cooking, preparing, cogitating, criticising or philosophising. It's all here. Along with my daily life, my family and friends. Food brings us all together. Prawn Sandwich My grandmother faded away mercifully quickly, spending only a few months in a hospice. A proud lady from what used to be referred to as a good marriage. She could be both difficult and mercurial. In her final year or so, her appetite faded alarmingly. A lady who, though no great foodie, ate well. She knew the right dishes a lady in her place in society should eat. At her dining table, visiting on weekday afternoons, I ate poussin, pheasant, moorhen, capon, baby carrot and duchesse potatoes. Despite single fresh cream over her morning muesli and thick yellow layers of anchor butter on her morning croissant, which she would eat with extravagant delicacy, she became more and more frail. In the hospice, she wanted only to reside in that soporific middle distance. Though entirely lucid, her interest could not be sustained for long. For the first time in her long, long life, she did not have a viewpoint or anything to say. I visited her again on my last day before three days of shift work. Her responses were sometimes muddled, and my presence though not unwelcome, was of no consequence. I had been drilled by the staff to try and interest her in eating something, anything, as she would sink fast without further sustenance. With as much subtlety and all the tricks I could muster, the mention of food brought only cross expressions and silence. I got up to leave and bent to kiss her forehead. Suddenly, speaking clearly, with now bright eyes, she said just two words. Prawn sandwich. But got no further. Unable to get this, I passed her request on to the staff, who had heard all this from other patients many times before. I returned three days later, the best quality prawn sandwich on white bread in hand. She was barely there. I had never seen her without her glasses, which now lay folded on a tray, along with her wedding ring. She lay uncomfortably, quivering like a bird, her breath rasping gently and quicker than it should be, the room thick with the smell of bone cancer's ongoing consumption of my grandmother. Unable to sit, but not wishing to stand in the small room, I turned my back and stared out of the window, incapable of coming to terms with her sharp decline, feeling intensely guilty for not somehow getting the sandwich to her earlier. Her eyes flashed angrily to my touch of her arm. Momentarily, the difficult lady was back and was not remotely interested, but was unable to, or at least unwilling, to move. I brought the sandwich into her eyeline and removed it from its package, feeling increasingly awkward as I did so. I had to see if she could at least take a piece of it in her hand. 
She was incapable of holding it, let alone guarding it to her mouth. But her eyes blinked and gleamed with intensity, her mouth slightly opened and closed. Then her head moved and she exclaimed, Ooh, prawn, but she wouldn't reach for it at all. I would have to feed her myself. Feeding someone is an acute, visceral invasion of their personal space, regardless of the relationship. I've cradled and been cradled by friends and family in the most wretched of moments. But nothing, nothing in your life can prepare you for feeding an adult unable to feed themselves. Granny had a long list of what she called non-requirements to go along with a living will should she be incapacitated in some dreadful way. I was fairly certain that feeding her was likely to be on this list. Standing over her, I gently placed a small mouthful into her mouth. All the while overcome with this deep sense of invading her personal space, afraid that if I went for a knife, she would drift back to Penberth Cove in Cornwall. But as she ate, in that moment it seemed to me it was about taste and pleasure. Somewhere the remnants of her mind were fighting memory and chemistry. She simultaneously fought against and yet also sought the wish to eat and with it the will to live. Yes, was all she said, and her eyes searched for more. A pattern started with yes, meaning more, until there was no more left to give. With each mouthful interspersed with the occasional sip of water, she seemed to lift her spirits with each bite. Though still barely there, she was somehow less perturbed. Brawn, she said, then turned her head away from me and back to wherever she had been. She seemed somehow to know when both sandwiches were finished. I left feeling oddly elated, yet somehow bereft at the same time, and for the first time in a long time without an appetite. Should I tell the staff she's eaten, I thought? Did I do the wrong thing? She could have choked. I just couldn't face the staff. I returned late the following morning. In the simple language of a nursing home, she was utterly catatonic. In the language of a family, she was no longer a grandmother, a mother, great-grandmother, wife, daughter, or sibling. I had brought two prawn sandwiches with me, one for her, one for me, even though I didn't much like them. Without fluids, she couldn't go on much longer. Leaving one sandwich, just in case, I walked home eating the other, which I liked less and less with each bite. I managed my best hassled and efficient look until I got within sight of our house then unwilling to break down yet again in front of my partner as they dressed the house for Christmas. I diverted instead to the seafront and began to fall quietly apart. In HD widescreen and digital stereo, my mind treated me to every occasion I had ever failed to meet the mark or let Granny down in some way. I quietly wept for an old lady 
not yet departed. The whole horrible, indecent departure of the person from the body, leaving only a familiar shell to taunt you. Then it occurred to me, simply, without a fanfare of realisation, the point just walked into the room. Regardless of distant wishes, bypassing all embarrassment, I fed someone who was hungry. I sated their appetite. I led them to rest. I did the right thing. You're listening to The Portable Foodie.